Hello, fight fans, and welcome to Corner Advice. We are back. Uh, the end of December, I was very sick. I had no voice, so I didn't record any podcast then, and I have not recorded to start the year, and I wasn't sure if I was going to keep this thing going, uh, but I thought after the first few cards of the year, it was pretty stupid not to. Um, I've been putting my picks out online. I've been doing some short videos, uh, had a couple appearances on the Big, Big Guys pod, which I'll probably be doing in the future, but I think it's important for me to break down every fight on the card and give my thoughts for DFS players. If you're going to have to pick from all 12 fights, who you're going to play, it's good to know where I stand, um, where I'm confident, where I'm not confident and uh, all that, all that good stuff. So we're back. I'm going to continue doing this um, every card as I did last year. And um, I think we're going to have a lot of fun. The year's been off to a pretty decent start um picks wise have been good i missed a couple parlays that could have made it great uh dfs has been good um another stupid thing i started the year not playing cash um got back into cash the past two weeks hit cash both weeks and i will continue to play cash uh from here on out i don't know why i ever stopped but here we are so we're back to normal we got the full podcast we're playing cash we're playing uh tournaments we're placing bets and i'm here to break it all down so this is a 12 fight card we have one five rounder that's the main event span versus krylov um not a not a pretty card by any stretch of the imagination um but definitely feel better about this card than i felt about last week's card and you know last week's card went fine we did cash um but yeah picks wise was ugly and as expected i hated most of the fighters on that card, and we have seen um, at least one fighter get cut after a terrible performance, and I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple more of those fighters get cut because it was really just a card of people that I thought really don't belong in the UFC, and they're all fighting each other. So this one's a little bit better. This one, we have some more prospects, which makes it more fun. Um, and overall, I think it's uh, the matchups are just a little bit better. So with that said, we're going to jump right into it. 12 fights to break down. I'm going to try to make this quick. Our first fight is in the women's bantamweight division. We have Haley Cohen taking on Alan Perez. Um, very Both fighters very raw here. Um, Cohen is a former gymnast. She's very strong. She has solid grappling. She can be held down. That would be a problem here. Um, but Perez... She likes to grapple, uh, but she tends to give up position and get herself in bad spots. Um, and because of that, that's kind of the difference in the fight for me. I'm going to have to roll with Cohen here. Um, I think she controls most of it. Her cage work is good. So, you know, she could do a lot of good work in the clinch. Um, just kind of grind out the clock. And uh, I think she gets the job done. Our next fight is in the lightweight division. We have... Rafael Alves taking on, let me see if I can get this guy's name right, Nurilo Aliyev. Uh, Aliyev looks like a really good wrestler. He pushes a high pace. He does seem like he has some pretty good upside. He's making his debut here. I did see him slow down a little bit in his last fight. Uh, still a very good performance. But against a guy like Rafael Alves, he's very, very dangerous striker. 
he he can be held down in the grappling department by an elite wrestler. I'm not sure if Aliyev is that elite wrestler. We're going to find out. Um, but I think even when Alves does get held down, he tends to get up. He tends to make the fight ugly. And like I said, he is very dangerous. He does have good grappling skills. He has good submissions. He's a UFC vet. He's fought some really high-level guys. I think he gets the job done here. I like him as an underdog um, against a debuting fighter who I think may have, <clears throat> excuse me, I believe may have some success early. But if the wrestling, if he's wrestling that heavily in his debut, he could slow down. We see it time and time again. Um, I think Alves is just very live in this fight. And I think not only can he win this fight, but I do think he could win by stoppage. Um, so I think I'll just bet Alves straight up. I don't think I'm going to get too crazy with him inside the distance or anything like that. Possibly who knows. Uh, but for now, I think Alves is a solid play. Um, and I, I like him. I think he'll be a solid play on DraftKings as well. Our next fight is in the lightweight division. We have Joe Selecki taking on Carl Deaton. Deaton's making his debut. Um, he was scheduled to fight on another card, so he is coming in on short notice, but I, I think he's had a, a decent training camp. Uh, but Joe Selecki should, should roll in this one. He's just the overall uh, more well-rounded fighter. He's His volume's not great, which I don't love. Uh, but he's a very good wrestler. He's a very good fighter. Wrestling's good. Um, overall, just solid game. Um, keeps himself safe. Against a debuting fighter, he's a big favorite. I think uh, Selecki is well deserving of being the big favorite here, and I think he gets the job done. Our next fight is a catchweight bout at 130 pounds. We have Charles Johnson taking on Oday Osborne. I really like Charles Johnson when he came into the UFC. He had a, a very, very tough matchup in his first fight. Um, second fight, well, a little bit sketchy, but it was against, you know, against a really high-paced fighter who is known for being in really close fights. And then we saw Charles Johnson come out and get a finish in his last fight. And against Osborne here, I think even though Johnson is the one fighting this one on short notice, um, I just think he's more dangerous. I think he's a much better, uh, I think he's much better in scrambles. He has the ability to knock out Osborne. Johnson has never been finished in his career. Um, and Johnson, even when you say, you know, short notice, could he get tired potentially, but he's not really a guy that's ever come close to getting tired in a fight. He just seems to have an endless gas tank. So I don't really worry about that here. And I, Honestly, I don't know how long this fight's going to go. I think Johnson's more dangerous. Um, he's dangerous striking. He's dangerous on the ground. Um, Osborne is coming off a TKO loss. I can see Johnson clipping it, clipping him here. I think Johnson gets the job done, and I'm probably going to get the job done inside the distance. Our next fight is in the lightweight division. We have Victor Martinez taking on Jordan Levitt. I'm not a big Jordan Levitt fan. His grappling is good. He's very dangerous with his jiu-jitsu. Um, but he does seem, seem to slow down uh, quite a bit. And his striking is just, it's just not great. Uh, he throws he throws nice kicks. He does have nice strikes. But a lot of times he just kind of, I don't know, he just kind of gets touched up a little bit. Um, just not, a, I just don't think he's a great striker. I think he can do good things on the feet. 
but I think his bread and butter is grappling. And even with that said, like, I don't know. He's, he's been, I don't know. I've, I've really not been that impressed with him since he's joined the UFC. Um, I just think he's a guy who tries to force the fight to the ground. If he can get it to the ground and he can find a submission, great. Um, but I don't think it's going to be that easy against Martinez here. Martinez, from what I've seen, he is pretty much a boxer, but he does seem to have good takedown defense. He does seem durable. When he does get taken down, he gets up pretty quickly. Um, so I think this is one of those fights where Levitt may get a takedown or two early and Martinez gets up as long as Martinez doesn't get caught in a submission um, over the course of the fight. He's just going to keep moving forward. He's just going to keep landing strikes. He'll jab. He'll land hard punches. That's really all he's going to have to do. Uh, Levitt will slow down. And I think uh, Martinez gets the job done here. Our next fight is in the women's flyweight division. We have Jasmine Jazduvidius taking on Gabby Fernandez. Uh, Fernandez is making her debut. She is a very good boxer. She does have pretty good power. Um, I just think Jez Davicius is going to be able to uh, wrestle. I think she'll be able to get her down, take her down, um, you know, multiple times in this fight. As the fight goes longer, I think her cardio is going to be better. Um, there is going to be danger on the feet for sure. Um, but Jez Davicius is the underdog in this fight. And I'm more than happy um, to put my money on the dog here. Uh, like I said, grappling. I I think she wins the grappling. I think that's going to go a long way on DraftKings. And that's going to go a long way for her winning this fight. Um, I think if things go well in the grappling department, she could find a finish. But I'm just banking on a win here. Three to four takedowns. Um, just control. Eliminate the striking of um, Fernandez. And uh, that should be enough for Jazz Davicius to get the job done. Our next fight is in, let me flip this over. I got this all out of order. Uh, the lightweight division, we have Trevor Peak taking on Eric Gonzalez. Um, Peak is a KO machine. That's all his fights are KOs. Uh, a lot of early stoppage, a lot of uh, first round finishes, but he has gone um, into the third round. He's gone into the second round. Um, a couple times, so uh, he can fight later into fights. Um, but I mean, the kid looks like uh, the real deal. Uh, Eric Gonzalez, on the other hand, not a big fan of. He absolutely has no takedown defense. So while Peak is a striker um, and does have a lot of knockouts on his record, he can wrestle. And honestly, very clear path here for him. Forget about striking. He doesn't even have to strike. He can strike and he can win by knockout. Um, but the easy path is to take Gonzalez down and um, he can win that way, get a ground and pound finish. Um, I like Peak here. I think he wins. I think he wins inside the distance. I uh, just don't think uh, Gonzalez is that it is a UFC caliber fighter. Um, I think he was a prospect coming in off of the contender series. Hasn't really done anything. And I think, uh, I think Peak uh, takes his spot here. Our next fight is in the welterweight division. We have uh, Mike Malott taking on Johan Linnaeus. Pretty much the way this fight is for me is Malott can't get knocked out early. That's that's where Linnaeus is dangerous. 
Um, very good power, rangy striker, um, kind of unorthodox, can be wild, uh, which can be good, which can be bad. Um, but, you know, a lot of weird things can happen when a fighter is that kind of fighter. Um, I think Malat is overall just the more well-rounded fighter. I think cardio-wise, he he's better. Um, and he is a finisher himself. He can win by knockout. He can win by submission. Um, but I think really this fight is going to be Malat avoiding the early danger and then just kind of working his game as the fight goes longer. Lanace does tend to slow down and I think that's going to, uh, that's going to make the difference. Um, two guys, you know, it's a risky fight, definitely. But, uh, I just think overall, Malat's got the 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 overall skill set, which I think I just repeated like three times. But um, anyway, Mike Malat is the pick there. Our next fight is in the women's flyweight division. We have Tatiana Suarez taking on Montana De La Rosa, and Suarez or uh, yeah, Tatiana Suarez has not fought in quite a while. Uh, she's had a history of injuries in the past. She's had um, you know long time off from time to time, um, she, all kinds of crazy stuff, um, cancer, like she's gone through everything. The girls, she's been through it all. Um, but one thing that's not going to change is her ability to wrestle. She's an Olympic level wrestler. Um, she's very, I mean, everybody, she fights, she takes them down and beats them up. I don't see this fight going any other way. Um, Swerves is a huge favorite. Uh, she was not, I think I saw her at minus 900. I think that line may have dropped a little bit, uh, but you're not really going to get much better than maybe minus 800 if you're lucky. Um, so potential inside the distance here. Um, De La Rosa does tend to take a lot of damage. She is a solid grappler. She's a scrappy fighter. But when Suarez is on, and she usually is, um, despite any layoffs, uh, she just dominates her wrestling is so strong and I think she could get a ground and pound TKO. She could win inside the distance here. Um, so there might be some value in that. Uh, but overall, I think Suarez, as long as she just didn't fall off a cliff, which I highly doubt she did. Um, she's always a legitimate title contender. Hopefully she can stay healthy, get on a nice run, become, you know, she'll, she'll be in the mix for the title for sure. Um, as long as she stays healthy. Um, and, uh, I think this fight for her is, is pretty straightforward. Land some takedowns, land the ground and pound, look for a finish. And, uh, I'm pretty sure she will, she will roll in this one. And let's see, our next fight is in the heavyweight division. We have Augusto Sakai taking on Dante Mays. Sakai's been on a bit of a skid lately. He's fought some tough guys. I mean, you know, sometimes in the heavyweight division, you see guys go on these losing streaks and you look at their record and it's like, all right, well, it's not good. He's lost three in a row, uh, but he's lost to some some really good guys. Uh, I mean, phenomenal fighters. So taking on Dontel Mays here, Dontel Mays to me is not very good. Um, you know, he, he can wrestle a little bit, but not enough uh, to, to bother Sakai. We saw Spivak wrestle Sakai and kind of kind of just wear him out. But that's Spivak. That's a totally different level. Um, and in that fight, 
I actually was kind of impressed with Sakai because he did keep getting up. He did keep fighting and it was tough uh, for Spivak, but Spivak is Spivak. And finally he, you know, it, it was too much. Dantel Mays does not have that pace. He does not have that, that strength. He He's just not Sergei Spivak. He's just simply not, he's, he's not very good. And um, Augusto Sakai, you know, I can't be like, this is not a lock play by any stretch of the imagination just because he is coming off three losses. You don't know where he's at mentally. Um, you know, he could be second guessing himself and just come out and fight a, a garbage fight. But I really don't see that happening. I think this is a very good bounce back spot for him. Uh, this is kind of like, you know, bounce back for Spivak. Dante Mays may not be long for the UFC. Uh, or uh, Sorry, bounce back for Sakai. Dante Mays may not be long for the UFC um, after this fight. And, uh, yeah, I think Sakai gets the job done. He's just uh, an overall better fighter. Our next fight is in the middleweight division. We have Andre Muniz taking on Brendan Allen. Um, at this point, if you're picking against Muniz, you know, you, you're it's it's a risky business because the guy's done nothing but win fights in the UFC. His His grappling is on another level. He's, if not the best submission artist in the UFC, he's, you know, top two or three. Um, Brennan Allen is solid. He's, he's striking's good. His grappling's good as well. Um, but we have seen lesser grapplers than Muniz um, out position Allen on the ground. And, you know, if, if Allen can keep it standing, it could be interesting, but I really don't think he can. Most people can't. Um, nobody can, honestly. Nobody has really been able to force Muniz uh, to stand for three rounds. And Brendan Allen generally, you know, gets mixed up in in the grappling, and he's most of his fights do end up on the ground. So I think Muniz just way more dangerous in the submission department, and just a, I just think a better overall grappler, and that's going to be what it takes to get this this win. And I think Mooney's wins. I do think he could probably win by submission, uh, but I do think he he wins the fight. Yeah, not not easily, but I think he's got a pretty clear path. That brings us to our main event. We have Nikita Krylov taking on Ryan Spann in the light heavyweight division. Five round fight. Interesting fight for sure. Uh, Spann, you know, coming off two nice wins, but you know Dominic Reyes appears to have zero chin uh i mean span finished him with basically jabs uh in the last fight and then ayan kutalaba before that kutalaba's he just kind of can't get out of his own way i can't take anything away from span he won the both of those fights and he won both of those fights inside the distance so obviously you know credit to him um but i think krylov is a is a step up from those two fighters krylov's a little bit more durable um Definitely more durable than uh, Reyes. Everybody is at this point, unfortunately. Um, but his pace is high. He lands. Uh, he's two to one on strikes landed, two strikes absorbed. Ryan Span is even. He throws. He lands three point four two strikes per minute, and he absorbs three point four two strikes per minute. So, you know, he's basically fifty fifty on the feet. He does have good power. He does have good submissions. But I think Krylov, better pace, 
better wrestler. Now, Span does have dangerous submissions for sure, but I think when you're just breaking it down wrestling-wise, uh, Krylov can win the wrestling battle, and he knows how to keep himself safe. Uh, so I think advantage Krylov there. And going, like I said, the pace, the striking is a little bit cleaner. Um, just Krylov just edges him out in all the categories, except probably power. I mean, the power is probably on the side of Ryan Spann, and he could certainly land that. Um, but we've seen Krylov get hit hard and hurt bad in fights and um, survive and, you know, just finds a way to grab a hold of his opponent, keep himself safe. Uh, just overall, he's a pretty durable guy. He knows how to survive in there and he knows how to finish as well. So I like Krylov here. Um, this is definitely a fight that I could see. I mean, if you've been listening to me or if you've followed me over the past few years, you know, I'm almost certainly going to stack the main event in cash. Um, and this is a fine main event to stack in cash because number one, confidence wise, you know, I like Krylov. I do think he's the better fighter. Uh, but Ryan Spann is very dangerous, big guy. Um, you know, he's got five rounds, so anything can happen. So I do think the fight could go back and forth. I think it could be, you know, I think it could go long. A lot of people would probably, I mean, the, the fight to go under three and a half or yeah, under three and a half rounds, I think is, um, I forget what it was. I thought it was minus 200, but I could be, could be wrong on that. Um, but it's expected to finish somewhat early. Um, uh, but I could see it going a little longer and, you know, both guys are finishers and both guys, uh, can be finished, but, um, I don't know. You, you see these fights all the time where you think, ah, oh, this is going to be short. And, and then next thing you know, it's five rounds. Uh, we just saw that with the, the Volkanovsky fight um, with uh, Islam just, uh, you know, what, two weeks ago? Everybody thought that was going to be an under, and it went five rounds, and it was an absolute war. So um, not the same level of fight here, but I could see something like that happening. So I like Krylov. I think it could be back and forth, and uh, I think it's worth stacking in cash. Um, I'll have more cash thoughts out. I usually just put those, I just kind of do a quick little write-up, put that on Twitter, um, and then I just send it out to all my social media. So that'll be out. Um, may do a couple more short videos. I do kind of like doing those. They're kind of just, you know, quick and to the point, a couple minutes long. Um, so you'll probably see some of that. Follow me on uh, TikTok, uh, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere, at um, Tommy Z underscore MMA. Um, I'll have it all. I'll have all my picks, all my bets, any changes. We know weigh-ins can be, you never know what's going to happen with the weigh-ins. So, um, we always want to check back Friday evenings, but, uh, yeah, that's it. I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to be doing the pod again and, uh, good luck on Saturday.